Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 24. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded people and vision, and developing their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I am Matt Perkins. I'm your host. And I want to thank you for listening today. If you have found us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio, maybe you found us on our website at leadersinworship.com. Um, either way, I just want to thank you for listening. We would love to hear your feedback. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can email me, matt at leadersinworship.com. And I would love to hear information as to how this podcast might be helping you. And uh, that would be great to hear. Also, if you are listening by way of iTunes, if you could leave us a rating, a starred rating, and a written review. Uh, just uh, taking a couple minutes, I would appreciate you doing that. That helps in the search rankings as people are trying to find us that uh, they would be able to do so easily. Well, today we are talking about three steps to achieving paralysis by analysis. And so we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But I want to make you aware of a couple things that are coming up. Um, I'll be speaking in just a couple weeks at the Relentless Ministries Conference that's happening at Christian Life Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So if you are in the South Florida area, I would love for you to make it out to this event. And I'll be teaching one of the breakout sessions and the worship track. And so we'd love to be able to connect with you. Um, Also, this is a little bit later in the year, but October 2nd through the 4th is the WFX conference, and we have the links in the show notes, and it's WFX, and also they've teamed up with Unite Worship Conference, and these are two great events that have all come together, and so they are covering major areas for media directors, tech directors, as well as Uh, worship ministry, worship leaders, and teams. And so this is a great event, and uh, I'll be teaching a session in the Unite Worship track as well as in the WFX conference uh, there. So they have been kind enough to give us a promo code for the listeners to the Leaders in Worship podcast, and this promo code is worth $150 off the regular registration price. And so they have been very kind in doing this. And when you register, you can just leave the promo code, enter the promo code LIW2013. That's LIW2013, and you'll receive $150 off the registration price. Well, today we are talking about three steps to achieving paralysis by analysis. And you might say, well, what exactly is paralysis by analysis? It's when you have so many things, you know, in life, in our ministry, our family, there are so many things that are competing for our time and attention in our life. Then when you add to that our cell phones, email, 
text messages, all these things, they are competing for space. They are trying to get our attention. And uh, we need to know, one, what our priorities are so that we know how to give the proper attention to the proper area. If you're not putting your family ahead of your ministry, um, it is going to have really drastic consequences. So I encourage you, make sure whatever you do, your family has to be at the top of that list. But when we start looking at our ministry, our work, and all of these things, there are tons of expectations that other people have for us. And when we can't live up to those, uh, we can tend to beat ourselves up, we get frustrated, we get irritated. I heard one pastor had said, uh, hey, God loves you and I have a wonderful plan for your life. And isn't that so true in ministry that everybody has a plan for how we need to do things, but if we are not careful, we can get overwhelmed and we can fall into the paralysis by analysis trap. Well, there are three danger zones that we have to look out for. The first one, procrastination. You know, a selection of students in 2002, they were in a study, and it was uh, conducted, and there were three classes, and each had three weeks to finish three different papers. Class A had to turn in all three papers on the last day of the class. Class B had to pick three different deadlines and stick to them. Class C had to turn in one paper per week. Now, which class do you think had the better grades? Well, it ended up class C, the one with three specific deadlines, did the best. Class B, they had to pick their deadlines ahead of time, but had complete freedom. They did the second best. And the group whose only deadline was the last day, that was class A, they did the worst. Now, I'm sure in your life you can think of if you have a project that is way out and nothing has been defined, there hasn't been proper measurement of what needs to be done, all of the steps in in process, but you have this one big event, you come to the end of that and go, oh no, what do I do? Well, the students in this study who could pick any three deadlines tended to spread them out about one week apart on their own. They knew that they would procrastinate, so they set up zones in which they would be forced to perform. Still, overly optimistic, um, who either the ones who either waited until the last minute or chose unrealistic goals, pulled down the overall class grade. The students with no guidelines at all tended to put off their work until the last week for all three papers. But the ones who had no choice, they were forced to spread out their procrastination, did the best because all of those outliers were, and they were eliminated. Those people who weren't honest with themselves about their own tendencies to put off their work or who were too confident didn't have a choice to fool themselves. Interestingly, these results suggest that although almost everyone has problems with procrastination at some level or another, those who recognize and admit their weaknesses are in a better position to utilize the available tools for pre-commitment, and then, by doing so, they help themselves to overcome. Dan Airely, from his book, wrote about this 
in the book titled Predictably Irrational, and we'll have links to that in the show notes. So when it comes to procrastination, one, you have to be honest with yourself, and you need to know your tendencies. Know the things that you are prone to do in putting off certain areas, and secondly, you have to develop a method of accountability. What systems can you put in place to help you get that project done and not procrastinate? Completing a task will help you build self-discipline, which in turn, you will build self-confidence. And so we need to make sure that we know what those areas are, know our tendencies, and put in steps and methods of accountability. The second danger zone is perfectionism. We can't wait for perfect circumstances to deliver a product. Maybe you have heard the statement, done is better than perfect. I was reading a blog a while back about this statement. Some people were saying, that is an excuse when you use that term, done is better than perfect. That's an excuse to put out poor work, not put your time and effort into it, and do less than what you could, not doing your best. But we have to recognize that, yes, we need to strive for excellence in every area of our life, in every project, in everything that we do. We want to do our best. And this statement, I don't believe, is an excuse to slack off. However, we must be able to determine what the intended purpose of a project is and then prioritize. There are always deadlines. There are always things due that are pulling at us that we have to finish and complete. What we have to do is know the intended purpose and then prioritize. If you are just needing to put together a simple internal flyer for one of your ministries or maybe for a rehearsal, you're wanting to make sure that you just communicate some information. You don't need to spend eight hours designing a elaborate flyer to hand out to people that might be in a group of five people. You communicate the information and you do it in the way that you best can, but know what areas and prioritize. The third danger zone is overcomplicating the process. There have never been more tools and resources to assist us in getting things done. We have some of the listed in the show notes of apps and tools that you can use and resource, but we have to be careful that we don't overcomplicate the process and cause us to get distracted. There are thousands and thousands of programs, applications, systems, all of these things that are at our fingertips. But we have to recognize how we function. How do we best take information and process it? And each individual is different. I want to cover a couple tools that I either have used or am currently using to help me in the process so that I can avoid procrastination, I can avoid perfectionism, some of those danger zones that we have in our life. OmniFocus, it's a great tool, a great app, 
that you can check that out. I have links in the show notes. Here is what I have found in OmniFocus for me. I have used it for quite a while, but I tend to overcomplicate the process. I end up making it a little bit too difficult for what it really needs to be. What I'm currently using for task management and to-do lists, uh, things like that, I'm using Wonderlist. Uh, It's very straightforward, easy to use. There are so many things like this out there in the App Store, uh, Google Play. You can find all of these apps. But uh, Wonderlist, I've kind of settled in on most recently, and uh, we're using that in our office, and so it's been very helpful. I encourage you to use that. The third thing, Evernote. I can't say enough good things about Evernote. You can go to evernote.com. You can sign up for a free account. I use Evernote extensively. Um, If we are in a brainstorming session, we're using writing stuff on a whiteboard. As soon as we're done with that meeting, I'll take a picture of it from within Evernote, and then I will save that. I'll tag it, and then when I do a search for certain words, trying to recall that information, it'll recognize my handwriting, and it will sync that. Evernote.com. It's an incredible tool, and I think everybody should be using Evernote. But ultimately, you need to find what works for you. It doesn't matter how popular a tool is, how popular an app or a program is. If it's not working for you, then you don't need to use it. Secondly, you need to close the loops. David Allen talks about open loops in his book, Getting Things Done. He states, anything that does not belong where it is, the way it is, is an open loop pulling on your attention. You've probably made more agreements with yourself than you realize, and every single one of them, big or little, is incompletes or open loops, which he defines as anything pulling at your attention that doesn't belong where it is, the way it is. Open loops can include everything from really big to-do lists like in-world hunger to more modest hire a new assistant to the tiniest tasks such as replace the electric pencil sharpener. He says they all compete for the same space in your head. How interesting is that, that the largest task and the smallest task all compete for the same space in your head? Have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and you have so many things on your mind that it begins to overwhelm you and you're worried about little things and wondering, man, why am I even worried about this or concerned about it? Well, one of the things that we have to do is get it out of our head and put it on paper or in a system that works for us. I remember a number of years back, we were preparing for a, I believe it was a Christmas production, I found myself waking up at night and was just concerned and overwhelmed at the things that had to get done for this project and for this production coming up. What I found is one night I woke up very early, got out of bed, and I went into our living room, just took a notebook and started to write. I started to write the things that were concerning me. I started to write details and things that needed to get done. 
And I made a list of probably 10 things that needed to get done in the short term. What I found was I went into the office later that morning, and before lunch, I had finished almost every one of those tasks that were on the list. You see, they were small things that were taking up big space in my mind, and I was giving it more attention than what it needed. I just needed to simply write it down and then prioritize what needed to get done. So I'd ask you, what is bugging you the most? What are the things that are competing for space in your head that really have led you to inaction? They've led you to a place where you might be overwhelmed to where you can't even get anything done. You're waiting for that perfect project. You're trying to get the perfect thing done and it's led you to slow up the whole process. So I would encourage you, write it down. Take the time now and start writing things and events and ideas that need to be accomplished in your life. And then write down, prioritize that list, and then write down what is the next action step that I need to take in order to see this accomplished. So there are three steps that you can achieve paralysis by analysis, but obviously that's not what we want to do. We want to avoid those areas, those danger zones, procrastination, perfectionism, and then overcomplicating the process. Well, I want to thank you for listening today, and I hope that you have found this information helpful to you. I'd love to hear from you. You can Send me an email, matt at leadersandworship.com. I'd love to hear either ways that we can be of help or service to you. You can also leave a voicemail right on our website. If you go to leadersandworship.com, on the right-hand side, there's a button that says send voicemail, and uh, we can use that for an upcoming episode if you wish, or just let us know if you would rather not have that aired. Uh, We would love to hear from you either way. So thank you so much. I want to remind you the promo code for WFX. Enter the promo code when you register. LIW2013 will save you $150 off the regular registration rate. That's happening October 2nd through the 4th in Dallas, Texas. And coming up in just a couple weeks, June 20th through the 23rd, the Relentless Ministries Conference. Well, God bless you, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. I hope that you have an incredible week of ministry. God bless.